Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start, we'd love it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind, and we would love it doubly more if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, uh, and also if you subscribe and like our show and all those other things that you can do. Um, I don't think you can do half of those because I think they're like specific to YouTube where we don't publish our episodes, but <laughs> you know, do whatever you think you can. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into today's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 12, Hot Potato Soup, which originally premiered on January 31st, 2017. And as always, here's our rundown of the episode. Agent Billy Koenig, who Coulson gave the Darkhold to, is abducted by the Watchdogs. Nadir directs Radcliffe to the Superior. Another industrialist named Anton Ivanov. If Ivanov? And Radcliffe scans uh, Koenig's brain to learn that the Darkhold is hidden in the, in the Labyrinth, a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility known only to the Koenig family. Coulson secures the rest of the Koenig family, who takes him, the, uh, takes him, Robome, and Daisy to get the book. The Radcliffe... Uh, uh, Robo Radcliffe then <laughs> reveals that Radcliffe knows Fitz's estranged father and has created another LMD. Simmons remembers that Radcliffe scanned May's brain when they were curing her of the ghosty influence and warns Daisy that Robo May of Robo May in time to stop it from taking the Darkhold and killing Coulson. The watchdogs arrive and Billy and Radcliffe steal Darkhold. Oh, they arrive with Billy, and Radcliffe steals the Darkhold in the ensuing fight. S.H.I.E.L.D. later destroys uh, the remains of the first Ada and the Robo-Radcliffe. Ivanov explains to Radcliffe that he plans to use the Darkhold to destroy both the Inhumans and the man who appears to be behind the recent alien crisis, Agent Philip J. Coulson. <gasps> yep. Moving on to our Fast Facts! On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry, we all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming? So, mm-hmm. uh, the title. Um, hot Potato is pretty much what the Koenigs did with the books. Mm-hmm. Was play Hot Potato and give it back and forth to different, col- to different Koenigs the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure where the soup comes in. <laughs> yeah, I I was trying to think about it ahead of time because you mentioned that, and I've got nothing. Um, I mean, if I were to th- just throw random things out there, um, because um, one of the Koenigs, uh, Billy Koenig, was in mm-hmm. a submarine, so that's like water, like kind of like soup. Um, or maybe Patton Oswald, the actor of the Koenigs, just really likes soup. Maybe I'm I'm grasping at straws. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually hoping when we see um, Antonov, Antonov, no, it's Anton I 
Ivanov. Oh my god. I wrote <laughs> Ivan Antonov. What's his real name? <laughs> his first name's Anton. <laughs> Anton Ivanov. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I was hoping that when he takes out the vodka and he takes out an onion, I thought it was maybe a potato and he was gonna make hot potato soup and throw it on Koenig or something like that. <laughs> but no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um are are onions in a uh potato soup recipe? Maybe. I mean, I imagine onions are in most uh, soup recipes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, here's another question. Is potato soup a common uh, dish in Russia? I would think so. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, You're <laughs> looking I'm up. looking at potato soup. There's a lot of potato soups. <laughs> um... I'm just going to look up Russia. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious like where it actually comes from or or if it's just like really popular out there. Um, there is mushroom, mushroom, Russian mushroom and potato soup, Russian potato soup, Russian mushroom potato. Yeah. I mean, I know they play a lot of potatoes in Russia. Okay. Yeah. So, That's, yeah. Isn't that where vodka is, is made from? Or It you, is. And it's potato vodka. That, that's what I mean. Potatoes. Vodka is uh, made from yeah. potatoes. Okay. All right. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Didn't think about that. So vodka is essentially potato soup. Anyway. All right. <laughs> uh, any other fast facts? Um, yeah, we've got Anton Ivanov. Uh, he, in the comics, is the seventh Red Guardian. Um, firstly, there were seven freaking Red Guardians. <laughs> um, he first appeared in uh, Hulk number eight back in March 2008. And we'll see a different version of the first Red Guardian in uh, the Black Widow movie, if and when that ever comes out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But originally, and I hinted this a few weeks ago, the original plans for the Superior was it to be Modok instead of Ivanov. Oh, um, they wanted to use Modok, but uh, Marvel Studios said they had plans for Modok, so they couldn't let him them do that. Which never happened, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to remember. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess not. Um, sorry. Uh, for some some reason, I I thought Modok was, um, something on the, on the like Hulk storyline stuff that they didn't own yet, but or at the time for for rights. But no, never mind. I guess he's he's very aim centric. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, later this year because this comes out in January. Uh, they haven't announced the release date where we are, but later this year will be a Modoc TV show coming on to Hulu. With, have you heard about this, Al? No, I don't. Like Tony, like every other time we record, there's a new TV show <laughs> that I haven't heard about. So cool! I'm glad we. Yeah, did there this. was. There was a clip. They showed a clip at either San Diego or New York Comic Con online. But um, it's like a stop motion kind of uh robot chicken style. But Modoc is voiced by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> oh that's awesome um yeah. is that like uh official mcu type of thing or no it's not it's like he was going to be part of the offenders uh do you remember that announcement that i don't know okay it was like four shows that were going to cross over like uh comedy animated style it was like knife monkey and modok and then two others i can't remember what they were but they were like pretty obscure um villains mm, okay yeah 
Um, we also get uh, Sam Koenig references uh, Red Dawn, which has some connections. Uh, the original Red Dawn starred uh, Jennifer Grey, who is Clark Gregg's uh, wife in real life. Oh. And the 2012 remake starred Adrian Palicki, a.k.a. Um, Bobby in Agent's Shield, and Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor. Hmm. All right. And my final fast fact is if you pause Coulson's obituary, it says he died on May 4th, 2012, which is the release date for the Avengers. Oh, that makes sense. It can be around yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's when all the crazy stuff seems to happen in the MCU, right? Like, or at least especially for, um, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, roughly like the finale of like this whole season of events. So it makes sense that that's also when he would die. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw him die in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they went with that. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any fast facts? Uh, no. Yeah, nothing jumped out at me. I mean, I there were a couple of things that I considered, but I knew you were going to look them all up, and you did. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did not. Okay. Um, so moving on to our heroes. Yeah. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said I mean, you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... Um. All right, so everyone was pretty much in a single... Uh, storyline kind of well I guess Fitzsimmons and Matt kind of had a slightly separate thing um, do you have a preference on where to go or how you want to do this I only have notes for three of our heroes okay um, yeah. all right well then you know what let's talk about the Koenigs just as a family okay. like I think oh, that's I had them in the guys in the chair so oh. I guess I have notes for seven of the heroes <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> I mean I guess we could leave them in in guy in the chair they, they have, yeah they definitely aren't main characters all right well we'll We'll, we'll we'll demote them from my stuff. Um, what what characters? Because most of my notes were on them. What uh, what are the characters you've got in your list? Where do you want to go? Um, I mean, I've got a little bit about uh, Coulson. We can start with him because okay. he's the smallest amount of notes. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly about his romance with uh, May, aka and Robo May. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he gave uh, the Koenigs the Darkhold to protect Robo May, because really May would probably be one of the better people to take care of the stuff if she wasn't currently a robot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he did say that that is a thing the Koenigs do, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they get rid of stuff. So like, it kind of seems like it's within their skill set to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the same question I had, like, why didn't they kill May? Why didn't they try to destroy the book? I'm not saying it could be destroyed because it's magic, but why didn't they try? That's a good point. Yeah, I can't think of a good reason for it to still exist. It's not like, oh, we need to use it for X, Y, or Z. Yeah, I mean, maybe it can't. Like, maybe that's that's a thing they just don't know how to do yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they maybe they considered bringing back the uh, 084 program of sending things <laughs> into the sun, only this time actually doing it. And they're like, well, what if we destroy the sun? And they decided not to chance it. 
Yeah, I was actually thinking about shooting it into the sun. But you're right, they could destroy the sun. Also, they are very aware of aliens. So you don't want a Kree to pick that up. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. You want to avoid that. Um, too bad they're not friends with any of the sorcerers like uh, like Doctor Strange or anyone like that. So Otherwise, they can say, like, hey, Sorcerer Supreme, you want to get rid of this somehow? Yeah. I mean... It would have solved so many yeah, problems. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like... Uh, Ghost Rider left abruptly because mm-hmm. I would say give it to him. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he would definitely yeah. have been a, a great person to take care of that. Take it to some other dimension too. Yeah, where it can wreak havoc there, but not here. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not here yet, or for now. I mean, eventually. Yeah. yeah. When they start stealing matter from our dimension, now that is annoying. Ah. Uh, it's like yeah. They only steal left socks. <laughs> uh, and it's only ever from the dryer. Yep. All right. Um, and then he he finally kisses Robo-Mae before her sudden and inev- inevitable betrayal. <sighs> well, I mean, that's, that's where it always has to be. Sudden yep. and inevitable betrayal. Yeah. Um, I mean... He suspects, like we actually had conjecture last week, that she only acted like she liked him because she was a robot. And she was programmed to. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we, do, don't, we, we won't know until the future if, if they do have feelings for each other or not. Or if she has feelings yeah. for him. Yeah, It's true. Which, I mean, I, I'm going to spoil it. We do know. They, they, she, she does have feelings for him. Sorry for yeah. the spoiler. Huh. Shock. All right. That's all I have for Coulson. Okay. Although I will say that that would be an interesting twist if it turns out that those feelings that Robomay had were were just that, um, just the program stuff. And then, like, Coulson like, kind of gets his heart broken a little bit. Like, oh, that would have yeah, been so it, sad. And then May, uh, he kisses May, but May just goes, like, ew cooties or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or she says that she's uh she's seeing someone else and she just didn't want to tell Colson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Fitz. Right. That would have been that would have been a plot twist. <laughs> that would have been a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I it was sad because Simmons and May would have to um fight over him and I don't want to see Simmons die. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, should we know how that's going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. The only other people I have notes for is Fit Simmons and Mac. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and jump with, into their storyline since they're all very inter intertwined. Yeah. Um. First of all, I've talked about this before, but I love this team up. Is Mac with Fitz and Simmons randomly all the time? <laughs> well, it's great, right? Because you've got like the two smartest minds in, I guess, all of Shield itself, right? You've got Fitz and Simmons, and then Mac, who, while also being an engineer, like can at least kind of understand enough of what they're saying because, like, they're like very advanced. Um, he's still, you know, around with the shotgun axe, so mm-hmm. that's just cool. <laughs> he's still an agent. Yeah. I mean, as soon as Fitz turns Rad- Robo Radcliffe back on, 
Uh, Mac wants to kill him instantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we get a little bit of them just talking to Robo Radcliffe. Um. And we find out some more backstory that you know will probably be important in the future. Like last week, we learned about Mac. This week, we're going to learn about um Fitz and his father issues. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh he definitely hates his dad. Um, for mm-hmm. good reasons. See that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Radcliffe knew his dad, which was strange. Yeah, I mean, is it is it really strange, or is it one of those like it's a small world kind of things, right? Like the the way Radcliffe described it, or Robo Radcliffe at least, he he made it sound like. Like they they just kind of knew each other a little bit, and like it's not like they were friends, um, but like the way he described it, like made sense, right? Like, yeah, they went to school together, and and that was it. Like, you go to school yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah, I think though Simmons is right that this was programmed into um, Robo Radcliffe as part of his um, like looking into Sim- Fitz's file. Because it's awfully convenient that this random transhumanist that they picked up who was targeted by Hive also happens to know Fitz's dad and knew exactly who he was. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe maybe we'll learn that answer in the future if he really did or didn't. But I guess yeah. we, we don't know what Fitz's dad did, right, from a work perspective if it i mean i my assumption is based off of what radcliffe said it's similar to what radcliffe was studying and doing at the time so probably similar mm-hmm. work yeah and i would assume he's a scientist because you know fitz is a scientist and in tv shows you can't have a different career than your previous generation that's true mm-hmm. i think it's against the law yeah but yeah like his dad left him when he was 10 years old so he's got abandonment issues, and everyone else leaves him. Always. <laughs> but yeah. Try, trying to think. Yeah, I, I mean, not the shieldies. They don't, but yeah, everyone else. I mean, I guess. Uh, Ward was a shieldie. Simmons left him when he was brain damaged, or at least that's how he took it. Daisy mm-hmm. left him. That's true. Yeah, we were talking about this last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> the, um, the betrayal every season. Okay. Yeah. Bo- Bobby and um, and uh, Mac <laughs> when Second Shield showed up. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hmm. So many betrayals. I mean, to everybody, but mostly to Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> At least in his mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Fitz does not have good luck with people. Okay. Nope. I mean, and then, yeah, he's like, he's being manipulated by River Radcliffe. He believes, he's starting to believe that he's weak, um, and he's too trusting, but Simmons says that's why she loves him, because he's loyal and caring, which is good qualities, but also not great as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, apparently. Yeah. Loyalty, yes. Trusting, no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, during this conversation that they have, uh, Mac wakes up Robo Radcliffe, and they start arguing whether machines have souls. (laughs) 
which is a weird conversation to have with an actual machine, but okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, he's a very religious, traditionalist person, Mac is. Machines don't have souls, at least in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do like this exchange. It's like, a robot Radcliffe asks, why did you wake me up before killing me? <laughs> because I like to hear robots scream. Like, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, that happens often to him <laughs> I mean was he in the room when Ada got shot Um, what, what do you mean got shot wasn't he the one who chopped off her head oh no well I would talk about when she got shot before she was evil when um, oh. Ghost Rider was sent to hell or wherever he was sent Oh, gotcha. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. So. I don't yeah, I don't think. I so. think he was in the room above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when he would have heard robot scream, and the only time I could think of robot screaming, not in this, is like Return of the Jedi. <laughs> when they have the torture <laughs> robot, that robot they're torturing. Maybe, maybe that's that's what it is. When he saw that as a kid, he was like, yeah. "I like it." Yep. He's actually a psychopath. He's just waiting for robots <laughs> to get his engines. He was super mad he couldn't go fight to um Ultron because he couldn't <laughs> make him scream. Or he was just scared. I mean, oh, he was terrified. He was curled up in a little ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good month for him. Um, he is so lucky he wasn't on that version of Shield where he had to go in the helicarrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> Yep. All right. I mean, that's all I have for our heroes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Do you have anything else? uh, No. I mean, everything I had for those heroes, we we kind of already talked about. So, um, I guess we'll jump into an ad break. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me. So, start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Oh, which, man, this is really early into it. Anyway, uh, (laughs) all right, Tony, you know, we've all taken like those tests to determine how we learn. Um, And I don't remember what it's called, but I learn by doing things, by getting the actual practice. Uh, Do you remember Mm -hmm. your learning style? Um, Yeah, I'm a combination between hands-on and visual. Okay, got it. Um, so let's say that you were to apply that to learning a new skill. Like, let's say, for example, horse breeding. How would you go about learning that skill? Uh, I, I don't think it's appropriate for this all-ages podcast. That seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, when I wrote this, I did not think about that. <laughs> Well, that's one way to do it. But if you want a better way, an older way, you should call our friends at The Old Ways Skill Sharing. Just pay a low monthly subscription for access to an almost unlimited source of online trainings. Want to learn how to swim? They'll throw you right into the deep end. It's the best way to learn. Want to reduce your carbon footprint and avoid using cars? There's a class on horse riding. How about learning sorcery? Yes, there's even a video on that. It'll even start you out by teleporting you to the top of a remote mountain to really hammer the point home. 
Use promo code MCURewind to get a free vial of chilled vodka delivered to you with any new subscription. Then use promo you know, use promo code DCURewind to get an onion. Remember, that's the old ways skill sharing, where the old ways aren't just better, they're taught like there's no other way. I felt like that was entrapment when you asked me about horse breeding. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't think about it. I just had to think of a, of a random skill. Um, also, I'm going to feel really bad if someone ever makes a DCU Rewind podcast because I'll use that to make fun of her so often. <laughs> no, it's all good, Newton, because when we finish Marvel, we'll go to the DCCW side and cover all of those. We're not going to live that long. <laughs> That's true. We're in our 30s now. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be doing this, I think, last time I looked at the schedule, until 2143. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on to our villains. Yes, villains. <laughs> I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Any time, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! I actually have a lot of villains. There, There is a lot of stuff going on here. We, we get some intros and stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. um... Where would you prefer to start? Um, alphabetically. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I have I have Anton Ivanov first. So. Okay. <laughs> the superior. Yes. Yes. Um, we get a little bit of his motivation that he says, like, I guess he considers himself like the best version of a human. I mean, if you call yourself the superior, yeah, yeah you, you probably think pretty highly of yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, a Russian guy in a submarine doesn't sound like the best version of a human to me. I mean, no offense to Russians, but it's the submarine thing. <laughs> Um, we find out that he doesn't like Inhumans because they didn't earn their strength. Um, I guess he has real problems with, like, Captain America and (laughs) Spider-Man? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I I wonder how he feels about, like, Iron Man. Well, he's also a billionaire industrialist, which, like, there are hundreds of them, apparently. Like, every other week there's a new billionaire industrialist. Mm -hmm. So, there's a good chance he knows Tony Stark personally. (laughs) that's a good point hmm yeah okay okay to be fair there have been four billionaire industrialists that we know of at this point but and in real life there are quite a few so yeah yeah i mean and i assume they all know each other (laughs) there are conventions (laughs) yeah conventions uh probably parties where the cover is like a million dollars or something. Yeah. I don't I don't know what happens, but yeah, okay. Um, do you think he's like super anti Tony Stark or pro Tony Stark cuz he like improved himself? Uh, well, I think anti because he's because the superior is also very into um 
the old ways of doing things mm-hmm. and not using software and that kind of stuff. Yes, and right. yeah, Star Stark is very heavy in the uh, the software side of things and and hardware. I, I wasn't quite sure where he landed on that, but well, I mean, he built his hardware. I mean, the suits are essentially hardware. No, sorry, I mean, I I'm not sure where the superior oh. lands on on hardware for doing something oh, right. Okay. So like well, augmenting he's... the human body for yeah you know, having extra strength or something like that. He's pro submarine. That's a hardware. <laughs> uh, it's probably an old submarine that was probably around in World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and see that causes questions. He's a billionaire industrialist who doesn't like machinery <laughs> or modern machinery, at least. Yeah, probably doesn't like modern machinery. He's a uh, he's really into sweatshops. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, or no, he's very not fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah i mean i i have no idea i mean come on industrialist could mean like literally anything so no idea maybe he runs a gravel company that's true yeah um yeah we also find out that he blames colson for all the alien stuff going on and he's got these nice screenshots of thor <laughs> mostly <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true they were mostly there um which I mean, when you put it all together that way, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like with all of the shield data that was leaked online at the end of the Winter Soldier, he probably could have gotten his hands on some of that to find out that Coulson um, just was a normal shield agent. Like, I, it kind of feels like the Superior is really just looking for for some someone to you know be evil against yeah and i maybe yeah he also assumes he's an inhuman i guess because he died and came back yeah how does he know that but was that like well he, he sorry they have the obituary which was actually in my 12 percent. but i'll bring it up now okay um the fact that there's an obituary for a shield agent who died mm-hmm. um you'd think that would be a little hushed up because they do mostly secretive stuff but also, he died on the same day as the attack of New York, where there were 74 uh, casualties, as we know from Civil War. So wouldn't that be filled with, like, just a bunch of names? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm. I just think it's weird that Colson has an obituary that was in the public newspaper. Yeah, that, that is weird. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that he would have gotten like a a star on their wall, right? The the shield wall of fallen people, Mm -hmm. fallen agents. Um, But yeah, I guess I didn't think about it from that perspective. Hmm. Unless shield didn't make that officially. Maybe they like told his parents or something and his parents put it out there. I mean, it's possible. But I mean, his parents would probably know what he's doing and not to put a <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true an obituary huh. i mean at that point it doesn't matter he's dead yeah yeah except for <laughs> it was still probably um what's that is not confidential what is that top secret oh yeah that's a good point yeah okay all right 
Yeah. Well, Anton Ivanov is a bad guy because he tries to betray Radcliffe. That's the last note I have. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Trying to think, was that really betraying what he did? Because he just... Yeah, no, you're right. He, He was betraying. Well... What was it? Radcliffe was basically trying to give orders, and mm-hmm. Superior was like, "No, that doesn't happen." I don't. Does that really? Kenneth's betraying. I mean, yeah. Well, but doesn't he try to? He either tries to kill Radcliffe or kill Ada, because Ada kills his henchmen. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it was like they both just send their henchmen into, into the fight, which uh, on Radcliffe's side was, you know, kill a robot. Um, so yeah. he won that fight. Or, well, Radcliffe won, I mean. Um, That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Eh. Well, I, I guess I guess it was a, a betrayal in that sense. <clears throat> okay, all right, I'll take yeah. it. I don't have Ada in my list, I realize. But she try, she punches through the guy's stomach. <laughs> yeah, and did, did she pull something out of him, or was I just assuming that happened? I think it's just a bloody fist. Okay. Alright. It's not like uh Mortal Kombat. She's gonna rip out his spine or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And 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 I'm sure that's enough to to take you down. Oh yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um anything else for Anton? Uh, no, I mean, it's it's nice that we finally see who the superior is, right? Because we've been hearing that name for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a cool trench coat, I guess. Yeah. Um, now that we don't have uh, Ward Neo like last season, we need someone mm-hmm. else with a trench coat. I mean, I think it would have been better if it was Modoc, <laughs> But it's not disappointing. That's eh, not. Well, we'll see if Modoc ever makes it in, into the MCU, which I mean, eventually, I assume all of those characters will. So. I mean, yeah, given a long enough timeline, everyone will get into the MCU. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, want to go to Radcliffe before we get a Rebel Radcliffe? Yeah. Yeah, real life Radcliffe. Okay. Um, I like how he tries to pretend like he's a prisoner, um, but he gives up because he doesn't. He's squeamish. He doesn't want to <laughs> see his eye, the guy's eye poked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that either. So, yeah, which is actually kind of weird considering he's very into uh, the the body augmenting stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that it's that he would probably be used to uh, torture or seeing someone mm-hmm. tortured, but I, I'm I'd imagine that he's at least used to seeing blood and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think most doctors who do like brain brain surgery also doesn't want to see someone's head cracked open. Just because it's something you see professionally isn't the same <laughs> as having someone do it unwillingly while they're conscious. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he he uses Billy's memories, right? Mm-hmm. Was was it Billy who got captured? Uh, sorry, I wrote it, I wrote them all down. Uh, yeah, yes, Billy. Billy was the one. Yeah. Um, because it copies memories using the framework. Um, this framework 
I don't know how it works visually because it looks to be a blindfold and a pair of headphones. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. It's not even VR. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's probably an EKG of some sort. Um, to read the memory to scan. Well, yeah, and then it's probably yeah, but... an EKG in reverse to give you the images. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> just throw this EKG in reverse, and yeah, you can see all of it. Mm-hmm. All right, makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. It's the expensive <laughs> model he had to buy, so yeah. <laughs> it's like um, it's the Oculus. It's not the Verve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Um. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Then he goes with the watchdog people and picks up the Darkhold and abandons Robome to her doom. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Which, a little surprising. I I would have expected him to want to keep a a robot like that around because I assume the the parts and all that are really expensive. I don't know how many parts he has to make more. I mean, he's, uh, he's backed by a billionaire industrialist. Oh, okay, all right. So now he can do anything. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look what both Tony Stark and Justin Hammer could afford to do. Literally anything. Well, that's true. Yeah, when you're a billionaire, you've every door is open for you. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, my surprise is he doesn't even care about the consequences, the potential consequences of leaving a betrayed homicidal robot. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem for him. Yeah. Or will be, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't actually remember, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's all I really have for regular Radcliffe. Okay, I, um, I didn't have anything for, for regular Radcliffe, really. Alright, uh, which robot do you want to go to first? Well, we were just talking about real Radcliffe, so might as well jump to Robo Radcliffe. Yeah. Um. So he comes online and he starts speaking Latin, being all possessed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And he also, I don't know if he's being facetious or not, or does he not understand when he says "sing like a canary" and he starts tweeting like an actual canary. <laughs> Yeah, I assume that that was just him messing around. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he refers to himself as, like, I am Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. But then he does all the... So, like, like we were talking, what, last week? About um, if he even knows he's an LMD. Uh-huh. Um, but he knows how to sound like a bird and do a voice replica of um of Simmons. Oh yeah. Hmm. So I guess he does know that he's an LMD. Because if I didn't know I was LMD, right like right now, I don't know that I'm LMD. I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, I mean he that's true, but he does know he's an LMD now, right? Because he's like Fitz is rattling around in he like plugging things into him um he's been disabled um neck down so 
maybe that's one of those things like now that he knows he's an LMD, he can take control of that stuff. Maybe that's something he's programmed for. Um, or maybe that the, because he's been taken hostage, essentially, um, he does innately know how to use other parts of his robot stuff. Um, okay, I'm not sure if I, I completely agree with that. <clears throat> I think it's more likely he knew he was an LMD the whole time. All right, and and honestly, I'm just grasping at straws, but yeah, it sounds more like like what you said is right. He probably just knew the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the other things that we end up seeing about Robo Radcliffe is the weird, cool light brain or brain made of light. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what we saw Ada making a few weeks back. Um, yeah. So I guess it's fair to say that all of the newer um, LMD models probably have this kind of brain. So this Radcliffe may, Robo may probably has one. Um, whatever the current iteration of Ada probably has one. So, mm-hmm. um, did, did Radcliffe tell Ada to make this like back those couple weeks ago? I think so. I think like the audience was led to believe that Ada did it on her own after reading the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. But we find out after that, that Radcliffe was evil the whole time and it was his plan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering then after creating the, well, basically, sling ring portal type of thing that Ada did uh, after learning from the Darkhold. Um, I wonder if there was like a, a moment when Radcliffe and Ada were talking, and he was like, "Hey, so tell me, what things can you do now? Like, what do you remember from reading that book?" And she probably like started listing things, and he was like, "Do you think you could make a brain thing that is stronger than what you currently have?" And she was probably like, "Yeah, I think I can make it out of light." And then, mm-hmm. and then she did. So, I like how they pull an Ant Man with that brain too, because he calls it a quantum brain. So it's like anything they don't understand is either magic or quantum. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Like, like looking back on things from a couple decades ago, like anything, um, like superpower and all that was radiation, right? Mm-hmm. And now, of days, we say quantum something quantum powers quantum brain uh, so i wonder if in 50 years when quantum is a normal thing assuming it is um we'll look yeah. back and think oh people were so stupid quantum brains yeah i think so i mean we're just getting out in the early uh the early 2000s and late 90s it was a lot of genetically modified also oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. So yeah, so whatever, quantum, I think will last for maybe 10, 15 years, and then we'll find something new, some new technology or science, and it will all be, I don't know, flawful brains. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not in the future. (laughs) Frankly, I'm in the past. We're still in 2020. You all listeners have escaped to 2021 by now. (laughs) (laughs) And they're in that horrible future. Uh, yep. The future with falafel brains. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Um, I should have used an antecedent because I don't know what this note means. It says this allows Simmons to realize that May is a robot. Oh, that he revealed that there are multiple quantum brains. Oh, yeah. So okay. it allows Simmons to realize that May is a robot. 
Yeah, that's because... right. She like realized it almost immediately. Um, yeah. But I guess also that means that it always had to be May that was taken because they kind of already had a, a mapping of her brain. Yeah, but I mean, her guess is correct, but who knows, knowing what we know about how they got May and kind of placed her memory into Robo May up to a certain point, how long does it take to map a brain? using this quantum technology well i don't we see that like isn't that what uh radcliffe and ada did to agent canaan on the submarine oh yeah with the puppy oh yeah that's right were they mapping a brain or were they just copying his memories though because i feel oh, like seeing point. his memories seeing his memories is probably a um lot easier yeah i guess so or I guess, are those different things, right? Because they had to find these specific memories that they cared about for being able to find the Darkhold, right? Because, like, they didn't just grab, like, only the memories from the past six months, or, well, I guess the past five days, really. And then they didn't watch all five days. They grabbed the memories from the past five days and searched through all of them to find just the, the ones they cared about. Yeah. So it might be the exact same thing. It's hmm. true. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. And my last note is he gets cremated. The only way to be sure. Well, yeah. I mean, they could also send him to the sun, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but then Cree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Our last villain I have is Robo-May. <gasps> I am glad she didn't become a Cyberman. Like in Cyberman, how do they defeat Cybermen in every episode of Doctor Who that he's, they're in? Now, now I'm trying to remember. Um... <laughs> they make them feel love and then their heads explode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robo-May feels love, but her head doesn't explode. Her leg gets shattered, but not by love, by Quake. <laughs> <laughs> In a loving way, because Quake cares for Coulson. From and May. Oh, yeah, that's true, and May. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really have. She sees herself as a real May, but does... Still can't fight her programming. Yeah, I mean, you know, if she was able to fight her programming, they they might have just like taken her as Robo May, and then that that could have been an interesting uh, change from how things do end up going at the season. So sorry for spoiler alerts, but um, real May does come back. But it would have been really mm -hmm. interesting if instead, like Robo May just takes over, and we find out that real May died or something. Or something happens and then she does die throughout the season. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, spoilers for season six of Buffy. When Buffy's dead briefly, they use Robo Buffy. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just kept Robo May and just like, well, Maze was probably killed by Radcliffe and then they left her forever? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine they'd do that. But maybe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if they were told, right? Like if, if Radcliffe said, yeah, no, we, we killed her. 
and then mm-hmm. they left. Uh, I don't know why Radcliffe would say that, but yeah. Mm. Um, to mess with them? Yeah, but what's worse? Um, the Shieldies trying to track you down to save one of their own, or the Shieldies trying to track you down for vengeance? I think to save one of their own is actually worse because that keeps you high on the priority list. Unlike, um, think about when Hydra didn't have anything personal with them. And they were just like, alright, we'll let someone else deal with it. We It's not a big deal. And they just became the watchdogs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, anything else for uh, Robomay or any of the other villains? No. No, I've got nothing else for the villains. Yeah. Alright, moving on to the guy in the chair. Or as I like to call it, the Koenigs. <laughs> guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. All four that are left. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I have a little section with Sam and Billy together before I split them all up. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do that. I'm confused. They're, um, they're obviously in a Maven bust and Dusters, not Dave and Busters, but <laughs> generic version. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and they're writing hoverboards back and forth, right? Yes. And they're doing movie quotes. They do like three or four Star Wars quotes and one Back to the Future quote. Uh huh. Which I find odd because either keep with Star Wars all the way, <laughs> or. In, I don't know if you've ever seen the Back to the Future movies. Nope, still haven't. But Back to the Future 2 has hoverboards. Like, they have a hovering skateboards. Okay. That's where the name hoverboard comes from. Mm-hmm. Why did they reference Star Wars at all if hoverboards come from Back to the Future? <laughs> um, well, there are hovering things in Star Wars. Yeah, but nothing... They don't have a space segue. They don't have anything <laughs> like a hoverboard. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that was the game. It was just... I mean, are you sure the game was specific to hoverboards? It's not just do cool movie quotes? Well, my, th- my problem is it was all Star Wars except for one Deck of the Future. So if it was all Star Wars, it would make sense to me. Alright. Or... Well, maybe they, were, maybe they were switching. Like, they could have been at this for, like, five minutes and we only came in at the end. Hmm. Right. No, also, it can't have been also, that quick because that one Koenig fell. Okay, sorry, you were saying? Also, what the hell were they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I was wondering. Why are they just in this crowded arcade just doing, quote, like they're taking up all of the, the free walking space? Everyone else has to go <laughs> around them? And there are drunks around, which may be them mm-hmm. also. There's a bar. Um, <laughs> it's true. They might just be drunk. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's it. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's lucky that uh, for the watchdogs that when they bust in, they kidnap the correct Koenig. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, there was complete luck. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. So they that didn't that's know the which Koenig. They didn't know that there were two Koenigs. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I mean, 
it would have been really funny. I mean, sucky mostly if they took uh, the the other one that's not involved with Shield at all, Thurston. Well, it would have been actually really good for all the Shieldies if they got the other um, Kanig, if they got Sam, because he didn't know where the Darkhold was. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, did did he? Did... No, because uh, the hot potato soup. It went from um Billy to to Sam mm-hmm. to LT and then back to Billy. Yes, but LT knew that Billy put it in I forgot what they called it in that that building. The the labyrinth. The labyrinth. So so LT and Billy both knew where it was. Um and actually now that I think about it, um Sam was the one who went to grab the book. So all three of them knew. Oh, <laughs> I guess you're right. That was the worst hiding place. <laughs> unless, unless there are different codes and secret things for different spots. And they only, they knew it was in the labyrinth, but didn't know which hidden spot in the labyrinth that was in. So when, sorry, I keep having to look at my notes for who was or wasn't taken. So when Billy, or sorry, not mm-hmm. Billy, Sam, when Sam actually goes in to retrieve the the dark hold he was probably just looking around in a bunch of different places oh, that's you're right what sam was. did sam did pull it out yeah god damn it <laughs> so that whole thing was pointless yeah. yeah they just wanted to throw in a bunch of billy or a bunch of canics mm-hmm. for oh. the lmd red herring okay so maybe that's the relation to the title of the episode hot potato because you know they're mm-hmm. passing around hot potato and soup because it was pointless and but soup is pointless. I, I get. I, don't know. <laughs> I like soup. It's okay, good. especially now soups. that it's winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, don't diss soup, Al. God, fine. Soup is good. I haven't had dinner yet. Maybe I'll have soup after this. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've got food on the brain now. <laughs> um. So now here's where I split it up because okay. now the canines are split up. So, um, Billy. The one who got captured. Mm-hmm. I like how tough he acts, but then he instantly asks Radcliffe, who is also tied up for cyanide. <laughs> Just end it, end it now. It's possible. He might have cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> but in this situation, in this mm-hmm. situation, say he's got like the cyanide pill like the Hydra agent has in his tooth, right? Uh-huh. He gets it out of his tooth and has spit it from his mouth into Koenig's mouth. I mean, he's gonna die pretty soon. That's <laughs> the the unsanitary conditions of that are are fine. I'm not talking the about the sanitation. <laughs> I'm not talking about the sanitation, which is gross. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the accuracy needed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's... Just from one mouth to another, when you can barely move any direction. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not thinking. Oh God, they're going to get coronavirus. <laughs> in the last two seconds before you die because <laughs> we all know if you don't get tested you don't have it so <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> um yeah and then they give him a the pleasant nice framework works for billy he likes the puppies well yeah i mean that'll work for anyone it probably would Except have even, for May. I was about to say, it probably would have even worked for her. They just didn't think to try it. 
Yeah, I don't know. She was like, <laughs> she'd be suspicious of that puppy. Puppy you know works Hydra. Maybe so. Okay, so so here's the theory. So when they first put May into a pleasant memory, um, back before they had her like fighting everything, they had her like actually saving the child um, in Bahrain. Um, so afterwards, someone then gives her a puppy, and she's like, "Wait a minute, this isn't real. Puppies aren't real." Um, <laughs> and and that's how she. Uh, got out of that one and then they had to put her into a, a place where she keeps fighting i don't know why may doesn't believe in puppies it's weird <laughs> but that's just <laughs> that is weird that's yeah that's how that goes <laughs> now let's get deeper into may's disbelief of puppies <laughs> did, did you ever listen to the podcast welcome to night vale um i know of it but i didn't i never listened to it uh well um it's like where every conspiracy theory is real and they just make up random things. And one of the things is the, the radio show host, because it's like a community radio, uh-huh. doesn't believe in mountains. <laughs> they're, they're just paintings? Nope, they're just, they, don't, they don't exist. And if you talk about them, the secret police will come and get you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm done with Billy. Okay. Do you want to move on to Sam? Yeah, so Sam, just as a reminder again, because there's so many Koenigs, Sam was the one who was not taken. Uh, he was at the arcade with Billy. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Sam is starstruck by Quake, even though he already met Quake before. <laughs> yeah, they've known each other for a few years, as she yeah. says. Apparently Sam and Billy are the two nerdiest Koenigs. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, to be fair... Um, uh, who's the one? Eric. Well, we didn't know him yeah. too too well. He was the one who died in season one. That's true. But yeah, but he talks about how it's creepy to read fan fiction about real people. It's creepier to read fan fiction about real people that you know. Yeah, and <laughs> um, especially the stuff he was talking about. That's yeah, yeah. I mean. I wonder if it's actually fan fiction that uh, Patton Oswalt actually found, because I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It, I mean, yeah, it probably actually exists in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. And one other thing I want to say is, Sam is a cold son of a bee. Because he calls the other agents red shirts. <laughs> um, it's funny. accurate, but also, they're real people in his world. <laughs> that's uh that's true like no one else goes into work and like you know they they have a meeting with the you know higher ups and they're like talking about the other people like the red shirts yeah i mean even in star trek where red shirts come from they act surprised every time a red shirt dies at least (laughs) yeah i mean most of them do uh i'm sure some of them just go along with it because they don't want to be seen as you know that person But true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I have for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, then. My... Oh, so, uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I wasn't sure where you wanted to go next, uh, but we learned about two new Koenigs in the, in the bunch. Um, LT. Want to go with her? LT. LT, the lady Koenig. Mm hmm. The original one, as they say, who convinced everyone else to join S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, except for yeah. Thurston. 
It's true. I mean, this will be retconned in the future. <laughs> or maybe not. We'll talk about that in three, four, five years when we get there. But, um, yeah, she seems to be the toughest. I'm also glad it wasn't just Patton Oswald in a wig. <laughs> I I didn't think of that possibly happening, but <laughs> a little piece of me now kind of wishes that's what it was. Um, bring it because it's on my mind because we talked about it earlier in Back to the Future Two. They go to the future, and they show uh, Michael J. Fox's children is Michael J. Fox, and Michael J. Fox in the wig is his daughter. <laughs> I mean, they may put makeup, but yeah, it's him dressed up as a woman. I, I mean, you gotta have fun with those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way to do it, honestly, is, in Back to the Future at least, is you have the person who plays his wife, also his girlfriend in the regular timeline, dress up as a boy and have um, Michael J. Fox dress up as a girl. Oh, yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, LT? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think LT stands for? Lieutenant. Oh, Lieutenant Koenig? <laughs> yeah, just like LT. call her LT? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I thought yeah, it was I, I, Lady I Lady Tough Koenig. Because <laughs> yeah. she's a Lady Koenig and she's tough. <laughs> uh, which... I guess it must be uh, the nickname then. It can't be her actual birth name. Although if that if she was born with that name, Lady Tough Koenig, that's <laughs> that's some high shoes that she she was chosen yeah. to fill. Um, and you know what? She lived up to it. Yes, yes, she did. Because um, yeah. they they weren't sure that they would have uh, any other kids after that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, they had four other four other boys. Okay. Yep. At least. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess I'll ask this now, since we're kind of talking about it. Do you think the the boy Koenigs were all were quad, quadruplets? Quad, were, were all four born at the same time? Or they just happen to look alike? I mean, I bet they were all born at the same time because they seem um, pretty close in age. Mm, okay. And they look quite similar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess they do look pretty pretty similar. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to spoil something a little bit for this show. They never explain the Koenigs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I remember correctly, this is one of the last... I, I don't... I'm Season 7, dude. Well, yeah, uh, I- ignoring that, because I don't... Um, This is the last time we see these Koenigs, right? Oh, it, it, I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> Alright, that's true. I, I can't remember either. Um, there is the hundredth episode of Agents of Shield where they they do kind of bring back some some actors and stuff for four things. I don't know if Patton Oswalt comes back as a Koenig. Um, yeah, but th- this might actually be the last or one of the last times we see the Koenigs. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, they don't really give much of an explanation other than at the end saying that they worked on the uh, LMD program. It's true. Yeah, I'm looking it up. <laughs> oh, how many uh, how uh, many other episodes he's in? Yeah, and you're right. 2017, and the next one is in 2020, the season that aired this year. So yeah, this is the last time we see 
this head of Koenigs. Okay. Right. Last thing for... Oh, no. We also meet Thurston, their anti-war beat poet brother. <laughs> Everyone's got to have one. Yep. Two in my family. No. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the last thing I have is that they were all LMD techs for the original LMD program, uh-huh. establishing why Stark knew about LMDs. <laughs> yeah. So this was something. I think this came up in a conversation we had on some random episode of something we talked about within the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, we get a nice one-off thing. It also actually makes sense that. People keep saying LMD, and they know exactly what the acronym means. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, we're talking about a, the LMD program. Cool. Hey, what's LMD? Oh, all right. It's like everyone just knows. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm good with all our Koenigs and the guys in the chair. <laughs> yeah, uh, same here. Um, uh, do you have anything for 12% of the plan? Uh, not anymore. I had a few things, but we ended up bringing them up throughout yeah. the rest of the episode. Same here. So I think it's time to rate the episode, Al. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? How many Koenigs would you give this episode? <laughs> um, this is actually a pretty good episode. Uh, you know, I, I, the, the last handful just have not been drawing me in for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, but this one this one was good. It was fun. I'm giving it a, a nice four out of five. All right. I, I'll, I think I'm going to give it a three and a half. 3.5 out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, for the same reasons. It's just like... It's better than the last few episodes, but still is nothing spectacular yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, we did finally get a different villain. Um, have not been liking Senator Nadir as the villain, and also the Watchdogs themselves as the villains. So, nice. Yeah. We'll get a singular character. So, yeah. All right, cool. Well, in that case, uh, we'll go ahead and. Um, close this episode out um so join us next week we'll keep talking about agents of shield we'll be on episode 13 of season four boom um and in the meantime follow us on twitter we are at mcu underscore rewind um you'll get the nice reminders about the episodes we drop uh or if instead of following us on twitter you would also or also man i gotta stop uh freestyling these or if you also want to uh subscribe to our show uh you can do that on wherever you subscribe to the show, because that'll also just tell you when there's a new episode. Also, give us a rating. We want a rating. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Hot potato, hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato. Spaghetti, cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti.